All Thank right. you for listening to the Fields Brothers Show. Yeah, we would have started this a minute or two ago, but Jeff had to go to the restroom. I'm still here patiently waiting. I'm ready now. But this is Roger Fields. I'm Jeff, Jeff Fields. Fields. Yep, and we're in Central Kentucky um, in the uh, Man Cave, actually, at uh, Moonlight Fields Wedding Farm. And this is the Fields Brothers Show. So, Jeff, anything exciting happening on your side of town? Did you hear about what happened the uh, in Pigeon Forge? With the Titanic demonstration? <laughs> no. Uh, so you know what I'm talking about, though. Yeah, I know In Pigeon Forge, yeah. near Gatlinburg, Tennessee, yeah. they have one of the big Titanic. You can go through. We, have you ever been through that one? I haven't been Moving through, through there. I don't know what you mean. The, this just in the last week or so made national news. Um, you know, they have the iceberg inside. You can put your hand on the iceberg. I didn't know that. The, the iceberg, it's like a whole wall of ice, and so you can feel what an iceberg, you know, as if don't, we didn't let, know what ice was. It melted. The iceberg Well, melted. close. It, it collapsed or something and injured some people. Not seriously, so that's why we can kind of I think bring this up in a little the bit of a, a joking attitude. At the, the, the iceberg and injured a couple people. How that's ironic weird. is that that you got someone got hurt again by the iceberg the while inside the Titanic demonstration? Wow! So well, well, I guess you know what do they expect? I mean, it's the Titanic. So I'm know. having a good day today because I did not get injured by an iceberg inside the Titanic. All so right. hey, I got to tell you what happened. You know, I've got a, I don't know if you know this or not, but I have a Facebook page. It's entitled "What's Happening in Nicholasville." Yeah, I know. You've been taking okay. some fire on that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is an example of how things can really backfire on you that you think is a great idea. And so, you know, I had like 600 people on this thing, you know, and I'd occasionally post. And I would Did joke, you start that page? Yeah, I started. It's okay, my page. Okay, I didn't realize oh, you yeah, started that mine. page. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's probably a year ago. Okay. And so I would just post like new things are coming in Brandon Crossing, which is kind of our area, yeah. our neighborhood. It's really a little strip area there of, you know, some... You know, there's a Kroger, Hobby Lobby, there's a Cracker Barrel across the street, that kind of thing. And so it gave me a chance to kind of talk about things that are happening in Nicholasville, and that's where most of the growth in Nicholasville is happening, so it kind of gave me a form to do that. Well, I was eating at Drake's the other day, which is a real nice restaurant mm-hmm. in, in there, and the server mentioned that next door, she heard we're getting a Chick-fil-A. Well, now that is major big news in our... I wonder how many down. Chick-fil-A, how many quote-unquote Chick-fil-A's have been... Coming and all over the country that we're ever actually okay, coming. Well, it's I just the know, rumors. But that's start, not the story. Okay, okay. just hang on. All okay. right, just hang on. So I had, but of course I couldn't post that because that's just a rumor. So I'm being the student that I am and verifying all this, the researcher that I am. So I got on the t- message my contact who's been in city government. No, she knows everybody. And I said, hey, we, I've heard there's a Chick Fil A coming in Brandon Cross. Can you verify this for me? Because um, I might post this. You know. So she few hours later she messaged me back she said yes i have verified with the city council that we're not only getting a chick-fil-a we're getting a costco well that's another huge thing so i thought well i'm so i posted that's I a, it takes a little more room to put in a costco than yeah, it does a well, chick-fil-a true but i so that's what i put i said verified we're getting a chick-fil-a and a costco here in brandon crossing and so i mean this thing lit up i had no idea we now have it's tripled the size of this yeah. group we're now pushing two thousand people in this there were hundreds and hundreds of shares on this. Okay, yeah. so about eighty percent of the people said, "Oh, they were just excited, woohoo!" You know, and whoopee, and you know, they're just finally and all this kind of. I know stuff. about the one controversy on then, the Chick Fil A. Yeah, so that- well, there's several. I don't know which one you're talking about, but there's about ten percent of the people were upset because of the traffic. Well, that's just going to bring more traffic. Yeah, I did you see know, you some can of do, those. If you have any kind of progress, there's going to be some. And you know, the traffic had 
It's such a joke. I used to live in Tampa. Yeah. And on its worst day, we have no traffic here. Yeah. I mean, or there's Atlanta, nothing. You know, anyone lives in Atlanta yeah. would just laugh at I mean, that we have traffic N- problems Nicholasville here. Road on his worst day is nothing. But anyway, you got those people who are all upset. They're going to have to stand behind an extra or get behind an extra two or three cars. And then I had about 10% of the people that just called me out and said I was a complete liar. They've looked into this. This is all <laughs> lies. It's made up. And so come to find out. Not all the city councilmen are aware of this. It's not like it. So, but there's one city councilman that has. We think. I hope she's Uh-oh, right. Has we a think. we think. It sounds she like you're says, this a little bit now. Well, I'm just telling you. She says it is happening, but they haven't applied for permits, so that's why the rest of the city councilmen don't know about this. So then, so so then, this thing is going on. So I mean, my phone is just lighting up all the time with these shares and comments and all that. I think, okay, it's settling down. Well, then this part you probably don't know about. I get a message from a lady who wants me to widen the road because I guess she thought I was serious that I was the mayor of Brandon Crossing. <laughs> and I just, she wants me to widen. I said, well, you know, and she said her, her family's been here 100 years. And it was promised to them years ago that they would widen Brandon Road. And I so think she you wants should me, do it for her. I said, That's now the least I'm you could do, I think. Explain to her, I'm not really the mayor. I'm as a joke, you know. <laughs> and Brandon Crossing is kind of like a shopping center yeah, area. It's, it's not an actual, it's, yeah, it's not, not, it's not, not an incorporated, incorporated city. Yeah, it's a shopping center. <laughs> and so there's no mayor of Brandon Crossing. So anyway, Anyway, but uh, it's been, well. The part um, I saw was they talk about the Chick Fil A that is coming on another road. Yeah, the Hammer, road. Road. Yeah, so yeah. everyone see that in there. So when people saw that, they were kind of pointing at you, saying, "Aha! See, it's, you had the wrong one. That's the one that's yeah, coming." Yeah, I got to clarify that. And I, so, have, I do not comment all the naysayers. I mean, I've been hammered over this, and I've not. It's a few of them I've commented on, but then. Coming to find out, we're getting a bunch of other stuff, too. So I've been putting on there that we've got a steak and shake, which is going in. they got to sign up, you know, going to find out. And there's um, uh, we, I, I've been a whole very reliable source. We're getting a Taco John. So all this stuff is happening. Right. So there's all kinds of things swirling around. So now our listeners are up to date on all the uh, new restaurants and retail establishments well, coming into Rogers' neighborhood. It's so. just it's just just an experience for me to know that you can post something like that and just what things what things gravitate or what things uh, uh, people communicate or I can't com- uh, connect with you yeah. know it's like you can put all kinds of very I mean you can profound, be encouraging deep, profound truths. inspirational stuff and you get a handful of shares and comments <laughs> but boy a Chick Fil A is coming to town and it lights up you know so anyway and then also I would I know the my broker my real estate broker was in a meeting with the chick-fil-a people she says yes they are buying land in Brandon crossing so she verified that also so anyway I'm pretty sure I'm right about this now the Costco I'm pretty sure I'm right but I'm not as sure as I am with the chick-fil-a so. can I have a quick follow-up before you get into sure. whatever you're yeah. gonna bring up yeah. on the uh, the art Garfunkel story from yeah. a couple podcasts ago yeah I, I I realize the timing is a little bit off here. You know, it's better if you can tell a story and have the application at the same time you tell a story. And so when you come up with the application, like so a week later, two you come or up three with an weeks later, it, okay. it does throw the timing off. I'm aware. So with that disclosure, but you know, the story about when, when uh, Art's friend who was blind, you know, an Art, caused him to think he was a Grand Central no, Station. Of Simon and Garfunkel fame. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to early podcasts, it was two or three podcasts ago, um, where he had a friend that, that had gone blind, you know, in, at college age, went blind. He was helping him around their Grand Central Station in New York. And then uh, Art tells him he needs to go somewhere and we'll see him later. And then this guy's blind entirely on his own for the first time. And, you know, he's he'd never tried to get around. He's not been blind very long. Now he's trying to get around with no help. And he's a little bit angry, but he eventually learns how to do it. And then he finds out later, and we share this on the other podcast, that Art Garfunkel did that on purpose, and Art never actually left him. He was still around him, but he didn't know it till much later that Art had been there all along. But um, 
but this friend um, points out that, you know, that was a turning point in his life where he learned to function that way. And I thought that, so the analogy I came up with was how that, in terms of grace and legalism, it's a lot of believers are scared to live without laws. That, okay, if you're telling me I don't have to do this or that to stay in good standing with God, or if you're telling me I don't have to do this to be to stay forgiven, yeah, that freaks a lot that's of kind of scary. Oh, and it's yeah. kind of like being blind and you're not sure you can find your way around. Yeah. And so I think there's a degree of that where, you know, the spirit kind of leaves us on our own, but he but he's within us and that. But anyway, so a little bit of analogy to draw yeah, that, yeah. even if it is two or three weeks late. I think so. this podcast is going to be a hodgepodge of things. So let me tell, give you another something that happened the other day. I was talking to a friend, and he was basically talking about, um, you know, putting his faith in the Lord, also talking about baptism. And he said, well, I'm just not ready. And I said, okay, you know. And, uh, well, you know, and some another friend was there. And I said, well, what do you got to do to get ready? And he said, well, I, you know, I need to know more Bible verses. And I just need, I'm just not ready yet. And so, you know, so well, what do you got to do? Well, I just got to get my life, you know, back in order and all that and ready. And here's what, so anyway, I shared with him. I said, well, there's really one big qualification you have before you come to the Lord. There is something, you know, and he was all ears, eyes are big, you know, it's, one, it's important. And, and that is you really, it's more than anything, you really got to be a sinner, you know, because mm-hmm. it really solely only works for sinners. And you could tell, you just, I mean, just kind of like, wow, it's yeah. like an epiphany, you know. And because, um, you know, Jesus came for sinners. And if you're not really a sinner, I don't know if this is for Can't you or help not. You. Yeah, I don't know, you know, I mean. And so then later on it hit me after the conversation. But isn't it ironic that so many people take that approach that, we well, I get, if I get my life in order and I'm feeling better about myself, then I can go and I can accept the Lord. And in this case, you know, he wanted to get water baptized and all that. And then really it's at that point. You're not qualified yeah. because what you've really done is you've become your own savior. Yeah, you know I'm do, I'm kind of you know once I feel like I can do this, then I'm then I'm going to go to Jesus. I mean the whole point is we need a savior. We can't do this. Haven't done this. Not going to do this on our own. Well, that's see that's where he needs more law. I mean the other way you could have yeah. you, the, <laughs> the other routes you could have taken on that is man you're right. Yeah. You're really not okay. Here's what you need to do, yeah. and you just pile it on. You know, yeah. just yeah. requirement after requirement. When you let me know, come back to me. When you've got all that down, then yeah. come back to me. Yeah. Then you realize, yeah. okay, you got to have your Christian worldview. Yeah. Got to have you. Got to be doing. You got to pray through acts every day. You know, your adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. You got to do that. You got to do your Bible reading, three chapters a day. I could put all that on him. That would have seemed, and then say, well, or or you can just be a sinner. That's really the better way. Yeah. I mean, so that's the purpose of the law to bring us to that point. Right, and right. so it's kind of like he had right. just enough. He only had a little bit of law. He had uh, right. only a little bit and he still right. thought he could, right. could measure up. Right. Now I have a new analogy for you. Yeah. I've got one for you and too. I've, later I've, on. As I've, I know I've said this before on numerous occasions. This is the best ever. <laughs> I know I've said that. I know, <laughs> you're, I know you're mocking me. I knew Mine's you'd not do so that. much an analogy. It's just a different phrase. Okay. But go ahead. Okay. So, okay. You're talking to an unbeliever. Let me ask you a question. Let me set you up for this. You're reading through the new Testament. What is the new Testament? And I don't say it's not scripture. Unless use no, no, uh, no spiritual words. No religious term. What is it? Like when you read the book of Romans, book of Ephesians, what is it? Well, you say it's a letter to a church. Okay, but what the content of the letter? What is it? What would you say? The New Covenant and the New Testament? Yeah. The New, we'll take the New Testament writings. We'll say, for instance, let me, let me set it up this way. In Acts 2, they were devoted themselves to four things. Remember the apostles' yeah. doctrine. Yeah. Okay, so what the apostles taught, and that was primarily stuff they taught you know, after the resurrection of Jesus, after the cross, after the resurrection, about the new covenant, 
So what are we reading? What is it? I have a word that I think absolutely, there's actually two, two things. I actually sum it up now, but I'm going to put it to you first. Well, I got this probably too many words, but what comes to mind is what God has done for us through Jesus Christ on the cross and in the resurrection. Is that too spiritual sounding or well, too yeah, religious? Well, yeah, it is. It, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 this guess I'm way better than that. Okay. In one word. Okay? In one yeah, word. Yeah, one word. Well, gospel is probably not what you, that's too, no. that's too churchy that's, sounding. Yeah, too, too, yeah. Too, yeah. No. Yeah. I, want, I want a word, that our culture, that we would understand. Okay. What are we reading? If I read through the book of Colossians, let me say, I'll, I'll give you this little, little here, almost. <clears throat> So you talk to somebody, you already explained them the gospel. Let's say you explain to them, totally by grace, Jesus did this, paid it in full, you know, they got it, okay? And then, you, and then they say, well, now what, like this book of Romans or this book of Ephesians, this is a New Testament writing of Paul about the new covenant. Yes, okay? So what, what is this? Don't say scripture. Then maybe they don't understand the term scripture yet. Well, the words that come to mind are something like finished, complete, but all right, you're not. Here you go. Are you ready? <laughs> okay, Mayor of Brain and Crossing. What is okay. it? Okay, now it's for something that's already been paid for. It's your receipt. Your receipt. You've ever had a receipt where they bought a, you something and they and they delineate what's shows been that paid, it's paid for. for. This is your receipt. Okay, I see it's paid for now. The peace is paid for. Righteousness is paid for. Forgiveness is paid for. And so there's two things, but that's the first one. First mm-hmm. of all, I like that. It's a receipt. You know, Jesus paid the bill, paid it in full, given it to you, and he just gave, like if you would buy somebody something expensive, you might give mm-hmm. them the receipt. To yeah, see. or you get a gift card. If a yeah. gift card, you give them the receipt yeah. so they so, have no, proof but, that, But, yeah. but in something that's more um, involved, they might they would delineate some of what you actually got for what you paid for. Mm-hmm. Like on a car receipt, they yeah. would delete some of the features yeah. and all that on the car. Yeah. And it's also, number two, an owner's manual. This is what you own. Now, how do you use what you own? Mm-hmm. How do you get the most out of it? And so when it talks about how you treat other people because of what's already been done for you, that's where the owner's manual part of it. I mean, it wouldn't be as functional for us in on this earth if we didn't understand that the gospel does connect us with other believers, should help us encourage them, forgive them. I mean, there is there are instructions about how to get the most out of us. And so I would say to somebody, when you read now, as a believer, when you read the book of Ephesians, you're seeing a receipt of what Jesus paid for you, and it's also an owner's manual, how you can now get the most out of this. Okay. So tell me where I'm wrong. I like that. I, there, there one part of that, particularly on the owner's manual part, that, that I think is a little bit lacking on us is the personal relationship side of that. So the whole receipt and owner's manual, you can have all that with no personal relationship. And well, so somewhere in all this, it's a person we're relating to, well, not just through there. So. I mean, that's what you get. So. Okay, I just, I, I, you get a relation with God, your father. God mm-hmm. is your father. That's delineated on there. So that's all part of the receipt. This is what you get now. You mm-hmm. get a relationship. You get, I mean, there's you know, 150 things on this. I like so, the receipt you know. part better than the owner's manual part, okay. probably, in terms I, of that analogy. I like it, but, so. well, maybe, but, but you know, that's what, when I read, okay, okay, for instance, in Ephesians about, um, Putting on the armor of God, which is really mm-hmm. applying the gospel. You know that you are righteous, the breastplate of righteousness. You have peace and all. I mean, that's really applying the gospel. That's really an owner's manual kind of thing. This is what you have. You can now apply this. You can now receive this in your life for a, a benefit. 
that makes sense or not? Yeah, I was trying, I'm still trying to compare that to like a marriage relationship. You know, you don't, you don't, husband and wife. You know, you and Lori get a need yeah. a manual when you started out. Uh, you know, on each other that type of thing. So it's, so, I mean, so. Well, but if I read, yeah. okay, yeah, I mean, no, not to say, but or if a father-child relationship. But if I, I read so. a book on marriage, it's a good book. Right. I mean, it is kind of a main on it how, can be how we get the most yeah. out of this. Yeah. It's not a, I got to do everything in this manual to be married. No, I'm already married, but I can learn something. You know, there is, so there is. So I, I think that you do have to define what it is you're reading when you read instructions in the New Testament about just how to treat people, you know, how to be encouraging, mm-hmm. how to, you know, I mean, how to love people. It is amazing how That's, much of the New Testament letters boils down to basically, you know, two things, who you are in Christ and then how to get along with one another. Yeah. Which is basically how to love one another. And I think, I mean, and there again, to me, I think, you know, that's kind of my, I don't know. I just, to me, that just something I can relate to, you know. It's not a perfect analogy, but it's pretty good, I think. Well, let me give you my, my new phrase for it. This is my new phrase, two-word phrase of, I think this is what our podcast is all about. Okay, yeah, let me know. Please do tell. What is it? This is our specialty. This is what we do is reverse discipleship. Reverse discipleship. So let me tell you how this came to me. You figured it out pretty easy. So the word disciple means, I mean, just literally, the word disciple means what? A learner. A learner. Yeah. That's all the word means yeah. is a learner. And we've talked before and other people talk about to really come to know the grace of God and, and all of the of the glory of what it means to be in Christ, a lot of people say, you know, before I could really get that, I had to what? An, I had to un- unlearn, unlearn yeah. a bunch of stuff. And so I figured if, and so a lot of church discipleship yeah, programs, I like I got a lot of, a lot of like church it. discipleship programs, we learn things that we'd later on are, are not that helpful that we have to unlearn. So what we do, we help people unlearn the things that they shouldn't have learned in the first place. And so thus we specialize in reverse discipleship. Yep. So I, I might use that for I, a tagline from time to time on our I, podcast. I do kind of like that. So bringing you reverse discipleship to un- help folks unlearn the principles of religious obligation. Hey, let me tell you, I just wrote an, an article about, um, they're going to change directions again, construction okay. in America. Okay. Construction's way up. Um, which was kind of weird, you know, after COVID and everything. But construction's up. Yeah, the construction kept going. Yeah. yeah the construction companies yeah. didn't have to stop or anything. Yeah, it's amazing. And there's educational buildings are up. Our amusement and recreation facility construction is way up. Everything's way up but one thing. And that is church construction is way down. Yeah, I and think it's... Well, go ahead. No, uh, yeah, I would say there's multiple reasons for that. My guess right. is that was already probably in place before the pandemic. Oh, yeah. But, I'm not saying yeah. it's all pandemic-related. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't mean that at all. Yeah. No, I'm just saying the trend, even the last few years, um, even since 2003, right. has been declining. Okay. So is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, I, you know, I think it's, yeah, I don't think it's either one, honestly. <laughs> okay. I don't think all it's right. either one good or bad necessarily, in and of itself. Uh, but I say this, it, that it's, I mean, one reason is because people are obviously not attending you know, weekend services like they used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and also because um, faith is becoming way more decentralized. That, I think, yep. is kind of a good thing. You know, that it's, that, you know, the one thing about um, faith being decentralized, when, you, when you're like, you know, you're getting your spiritual growth and connection, connectivity, through whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or your different networks or whatever it is, 
if any one of them goes south, it doesn't devastate you. Mm-hmm. At, whereas, as opposed to you know, you've got your local mega church and you've put all your really your faith and trust in that and pastor, it ends up supplanting the role of the person yes. of Jesus Christ and in relationship with the Father. When he goes south, when he has a problem for whatever reason, the church runs into problems, splits or whatever. When that's your the, the totality of where you get your spiritual nourishment from, it's devastating. Mm-hmm. And people say, well, you just can't put all your faith in a man. Well, that's true. But, you know, for a lot of people, that's kind of where they found themselves, right or wrong. They mm-hmm. found themselves in that situation. And um, I think it's a good thing that it's becoming more decentralized. Yeah, I don't absolutely. care if somebody builds a building. Or not. I don't care. Um, but anyway. We say decentralized. It is and it isn't. You know, uh, our is life in Christ. Is it good or is it happening? Um, it depends on how you define if decentralized in a physical outward sense. Yeah, right, right. But life in Christ is not decentralized. Oh, yeah, I don't mean in a Because Christ I'm, is the center. I'm, I'm and talking so purely yeah, I know that, yeah. functional that we're, you know, we're, in other words. outward it, right, standpoint, right. visible standpoint. Yeah, yeah decentralized right. very much. And that, that really is, you know, that's the role, you know, and there's some pastors that I have so much appreciation for that realize that, that it's not their role to get people more dependent on them. It's their role to teach them about Christ and encourage them to be more dependent on Christ. And I know, I know people too, that are on staffs in in local churches that are pretty good sized churches that are really beginning to realize that they can't gauge their success anymore based on how many people show up on the weekend, um, in the building. They, they're doing a lot of other things to kind of reach people. Cause where does that end? I mean, yeah, we're going to do this and then, okay, then it grows to this number. Well, what now? Well, well, well then we got to get a bigger number. Well, well, what then? I mean, it's so they would multiply campuses. That's but, uh, what. That's what the yeah. But even then, like, I mean, yeah. it, so when you always have to be doing that. I came across. I'm going to ask you about this. Came across a song. I bet you remember this. This is an old song. Uh, came across on Facebook, and I and at the time it's you know it's a cool song has and all this. But I think why in the world? What was that talking about? Remember the old song, um, Lord, make me fully alive, fully alive in your spirit, fully alive. And some I have no recollection Lord, of this song. Lord, make him me. or what? What is this? It was a chorus. It was one of the, like I, think it's, I think it's one of the Gaither songs, something like that. Lord, make me fully alive. You don't remember that one? I don't. The fully alive in your presence or some fully alive in your spirit. And the, you know, the key line Thank is. Thank you, Jeff, for You just killed the podcast. <laughs> it's yeah. over now. We just might but, as well but, pack it in. But the, the, the key line is, Lord, make me fully alive. And so I'm thinking. Okay. What were you before? Yeah, I mean, we were you're like eighty-two so, and a half percent alive. So if if you know the witness of Scripture and the Spirit says we have been born again, we are complete in Him. We have been crucified in Him. We have been risen with Him. We have been seated with Him in the heavenlies. Our life is hidden with Christ in God. Christ, who is your life? And then we have the, the the nerve to ask God, well, Lord, make me fully alive. You know, yeah. Well, that's and I so mean, it, you can pick apart so many songs. It's, I mean, a, it's just, so many. And I and I stumbled across a sermon the other day. I went, I, I did a search for the, a church up in the northwest. I don't want to name the church, but the one that you and I both attended at one point a conference many years ago yeah. Up, yeah. up in the northwest. And see, I wonder, okay, what are they doing these days? So I found them online, found a YouTube sermon, and um, preacher was quoting from Luke ten twenty eight, where Jesus says, "Do this, and you will live." I think it's talking about the uh, the rich young ruler and to the commands, and Jesus tells him, do this and you will live. And basically his sermon was that that's our word for today, that if we do the right things, that if we do this, the idea of love God, love one another, do this and you will live. And, I mean, that was the message to the people there, the congregation in the Northwest, that we need to take serious and do this and you will live, yeah. which is, I mean, that is old covenant law. That is... 
a dead end street. You know that and Galatians talks about that describes it. That is the law. That is not a faith. Faith is totally different. Where faith says you live. Okay, now that you live, do this. Listen, you want to get some people aggravated and throw them for a loop? Here's what you do. You, you made me think of this. Is just let them know that when Jesus said, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself." And they believe that's that's a summation of everything. Yeah. That's our responsibility. Say, well, that was Jesus summing up the law, not the gospel. The gospel yeah. is something different. That completely throws a lot of people totally for a loop. First of all, they're aggravated because you just ripped away one of their favorite verses. And secondly, just that this is not the totality. It just changes their understanding. Yeah. This is not the totality of what we're supposed to be doing. And um, Galatians says the law is not of faith. Yeah. I mean, that is... Yeah. Very blunt. The but, law but, is but, not a faith. See, but a lot of people don't, don't believe that those two commands that Jesus gave are part of the law. It's a summation of the right. law. They don't see that as law. Yeah. So when you talk about law for them, it's a matter of how you kill your sheep and goats. And even though that was the question. Yeah, yeah, even though that was the question. Yeah. What's the greatest commandments right. in the law? So. Right. And so he said, in the summation of the law. So anyway, um, hey, here's a, and I'm, I'm going to work on this list. I'll give you a little bit of it right now. But top things the apostles never said. Now, there again, I love... Um, Acts, where it says, Acts 2.42, we, they devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine. Right. We talked they, about that on the podcast, right, too. Right, right. Yeah. So here's a couple things Jesus never said, um, live the, or the, the apostles never said, live the Christian life. Mm-hmm. Um, don't forsake scheduled worship services. <laughs> okay, that's a whole podcast in and of itself. Re- read your Bible through in a year, you know? It's two years, isn't it? They, is that what they said? Two years, wasn't it? Who's they? We two the, 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 oh, the, the uh, You said they never, the, the letter, who, who's this talking now? The apostles never said. The apostles never said, never said okay. read through your Bible in a year. Yeah, like, they said write through in two years. I thought it was. So. <laughs> I'm just trying to be funny. I have so no I'll idea. Say. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, be a good disciple. You know, So there's a whole lot of things that, that we have made. That's a little take off on Paul Ellis. Paul Ellis has a bunch of quotes, stuff Jesus never said. So this is kind of a. Does he have a book on that? I don't think so. Is there is there a whole book on that? Okay, I need, Some, something tells me there might be a whole book. Yeah, on that. I might I might need to read that. But that but I've I've heard that before. Yeah, things Jesus never said. I never had never okay. the apostles yeah. never said. So I, I had like a little that. different spin on it, Joe. A little different okay. angle here. Very good. So anyway.